And a very good Saturday afternoon to you. Dan Pazzini reporting for New Media Broadcasters, Montana at noon. Let's start off this Saturday edition with our Weather Command forecast. A high wind warning remains in effect until 3 p.m. this afternoon. Rest of today is going to be windy, partly cloudy, with highs 40 to 45, and west winds 20 to 30 miles per hour. Tonight, much colder, partly cloudy, lows 10 to 20, northwest winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. Shifting to the southwest 5 to 10 mile per hour winds after midnight. Sunday is going to be partly cloudy, with highs 35 to 40, and south winds 5 to 15 miles per hour. Sunday night, partly cloudy, lows 20 to 25, southwest winds 10 to 15 miles per hour. Monday is going to be breezy, partly cloudy, with highs 40 to 45, and southwest winds 10 to 15 miles per hour, increasing to 15 to 25 mile per hour winds in the afternoon. Monday night, windy, partly cloudy with a 20% chance of snow, lows 20 to 25. Tuesday is going to be partly cloudy, with highs 35 to 40. Meanwhile, Tuesday night through Thursday night is going to be mostly clear, lows 15 to 25, and highs 35 to 40. And finally, Friday is going to be partly cloudy, with highs 35 to 40 degrees. Hill County reported eight new COVID-19 cases over the course of Thursday and Friday and had eight people meet the recovery criteria. Hill County has now reported 1,310 total COVID-19 cases. 242 are active, including seven hospitalizations. 1,037 have recovered and 31 have died. Plain County reported three new COVID-19 cases over the course of Thursday and Friday and had three people meet the recovery criteria. Plain County has now reported 512 total COVID-19 cases. 42 are active, including three hospitalizations. 451 have recovered and 19 have died. Throughout the first weeks of December, service officers for Montana Veterans Affairs Division will be visiting numerous locations in north central Montana to meet with veterans interested in applying for benefits. Those interested in applying are asked to bring a copy of their discharge paperwork, the DD-214s, with them. On Wednesday, December 2nd, they will be at the Shelby Courthouse from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. and at the Glacier County Courthouse Annex in Cutbank from 1.30 to 4 p.m. On Thursday, December 10th, They'll be at the Malta City Hall from 9.30 to 11.30 a.m. To schedule an appointment at the Haver office, call 265-4225. A fire reported late Wednesday night northwest of Haver rendered a home and two vehicles a total loss. Wild Horse Rural Fire District Assistant Chief Ben Peterson says his department received a call of a fire about 28 miles northwest of Haver at 11.30 p.m. By the time they responded, the house is already engulfed in flames. Peterson says the home, as well as the pickup truck and car, are a total loss. There were three fire trucks and around 10 people from the Wild Horse Fire Department at the scene, along with officials from the Hill County Sheriff's Office. The house owner was the only person in the house at the time of the fire. He made it out of the house, but did suffer some smoke inhalation. The cause of the fire is under investigation. Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks Game Wardens in Region 6 are reporting that there had been a calf moose hanging around the north end of Chinook for several weeks. This is a healthy moose that is likely orphaned, and it should be able to get through the winter on its own. FWP urges the public to leave the moose alone, not to approach or attempt to feed it, and to keep dogs leashed and away from it. It is illegal to knowingly harass or feed wildlife. The feeding of wildlife encourages them to become dependent on handouts and are usually nutritionally inadequate and can cause wildlife to lose their fear of humans. So please allow this moose and other wildlife to enjoy the holiday season with proper social distancing. Turning our attention to state news, a lawsuit against a long-term care facility in Whitefish, Montana, has been amended to add claims 
that it was part of a multi-state network of facilities that enriched corporate owners while residents received negligent care. The AP reported the lawsuit was initially filed last month by the estates of three residents at Whitefish Care and Rehabilitation who died because of complications caused by COVID-19. The lawsuit initially named the 100-bed care facility and its administrators and has been amended to include other plaintiffs and allegations. A telephone message left for the administrator Friday by the Associated Press was not immediately returned. The Trump administration is moving forward on getting a long-standing federal protection for roughly a thousand species of birds in the United States. Friday's move comes despite objections from former federal officials and many scientists that billions more birds would likely perish in the coming decades as a result. The U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service published its assessments of the rule, a final step that means the rollback could come officially in 30 days. Oil and gas and other industries had sought the rollback, which sharply limits federal protections for industry practices that kill migratory birds. Industry operations kill an estimated 450 million to 1.1 billion birds annually. New maps of big game migrations in the western U.S. will help identify where human development is getting in the way of animals on the move. Scientists have been using global positioning and statistical analysis to identify precisely where animals such as mule deer, elk, and antelope go in pursuit of the best places to spend summers and wait out winters. Homes, roads, fences, oil and gas fields, and mining operations increasingly interfere with those migrations. U.S. Geological Survey biologist Matthew Kaufman says, the new Wildlife Mitigation Atlas will help pinpoint places where conservation efforts are most effective. Montana schools will receive nearly $13 million in additional coronavirus relief funds before December 30th. Governor Steve Bullock announced Wednesday that the more than 180 schools across the state were approved for the additional funding after they submitted requests in October. The new funding includes about $5.7 million in unspent funding from the $75 million allocated to K-12 schools in July. Bullock called on Congress to pass additional relief for the coming calendar year. State health officials reported over a thousand new cases of coronavirus on Wednesday. That brings the total number of Montana confirmed cases since the pandemic began to more than 58,000. A missing endangered person advisory has been issued for an eight-year-old girl who was last seen on the Crow Indian Reservation in March 2019. The search for Mildred Alexis Old Crow began on November 19th when her non-custodial family members reported that they hadn't seen her since July 2018. An investigation found Mildred was last seen on the reservation in March 2019 in the care of a Crow tribal court-appointed guardian. The FBI declined to comment on whether the guardian has been located or interviewed. The investigation is being conducted by the BIA's Missing and Murdered Indigenous Persons Cold Case Unit in Billings, along with other federal and local agencies. And now let's send things to Jeff Zafford for our weekend look at sports. The Montana State University Northern women's basketball team began the regular season on Friday afternoon opposite a former Frontier Conference foe, Lewis and Clark State College on the campus of Carroll College in Helena. The Skylights were within striking distance for much of the affair, trailing by only a slim margin at halftime. In the end, however, the balanced offensive attack from the Warriors proved to be too much in a 75-66 loss. The Skylights trailed by only four points, headed to the locker room at halftime. After a solid offensive quarter, saw Northern trim into the Warrior lead. Lewis and Clark State set the tone for the rest of the game in the third, however, by opening the quarter on a 19-2 run to take a commanding lead. The Warriors' offensive success was directly tied to balance as four of the five members of the starting five were in double figures in the contest. The Skylights had three players finish in double figures. Senior standouts Mackenzie Gunter and Alex Goldhahn shot 8 of 14 from behind the arc combined and both finished with 14 points. 
freshman newcomer Latia Lawrence, also impressed in 20 minutes off the bench, finishing with 14 points of her own on 5 of 9 from the floor. Northern will be back in action in Helena on Saturday afternoon, squaring off with Valley City State University. Tip-off is set for 12 p.m. Stay tuned to New Media Broadcasters Sports to stay up to date on all the latest on the Skylights basketball team. The MSU Northern men's basketball team is hoping that the Frontier Conference start of their schedule will get underway with games at Rocky Mountain College on December 5th and 6th. Lights head coach Sean Hughes says he and his team is sailing into uncharted waters for the start of the season. Have some things in place that you want to do on both ends of the court based off, like you say, the knowledge that you have, which is only last year's team and personnel. It'll be a totally different first conference weekend than it's ever been, of course. Much of what takes place at Rocky Mountain College will be a product of the spontaneity of the moment. I'm trying to adjust on the fly and make the most out of every possession, uh, even when you're surprised by this or, or that on either end of the floor. You, you, you just, you, you just got to be able to roll with the punches and, and respond and Coach Hughes also understands from his own recent observations that these early season games will be a huge challenge for everyone. Tip-off games the last couple of days here around Thanksgiving and nationally, and thinking to myself, boy, that doesn't look like the team that he usually coaches, and that the team, why would that team do this and do that? And I have to catch myself and remind myself that these guys haven't played any more games than, than we have. The games for the Northern basketball teams will tip off at 5 and 7 o'clock on Saturday and 2 and 4 o'clock in the afternoon on Sunday. Both games both days will be carried on QX92 and HighlineToday.com. New media broadcasters Sports had the opportunity to speak with Haver Athletic Director Brian Kessler earlier in the week. We head to part two of our conversation as we now look at the basketball schedules for the girls and boys teams. The season will look slightly different this year for the Blue Ponies, as there won't be as many doubleheader games for the squads. The reasoning for this is explained by Mr. Kessler. With the space that we had and trying to get as many people into a game as we can, um, I just couldn't, we couldn't figure out a way to get six teams worth of people into the gym at one time um from our team and then you know their team so we unstacked most of our games to allow for a little more space for fans both the boys and girls teams will see extended time away from the blue pony corral this season but it's to account for easier travel on the athletes some of those extended trips are coming from is you know a weekend playing a, an overnighter um, and then potentially one of the next Friday or Saturdays playing an away game as well. I think ultimately I was we were able to get kind of even it out. Teams have been on the road for three games and I think they have the next three potentially home is how I tried to do it um, and just kind of rotate that way. The girls basketball team will open their season at home against the Miles City Cowgirls. They will also be featured in two home games afterward as well. It won't be until January 22nd when they hit the road to take on the Glendive Red Devils. That's when the boys team will get their home opener. As the season approaches, stay tuned to New Media Broadcasters Sports as we speak with coaches from the Blue Pony Girls and Boys basketball teams. That concludes this edition of your weekend sports report. Reporting for New Media Broadcasters Sports, 
I'm Jeff Sefford. Thanks again for joining us for Montana at Noon. Remember, seven days a week we are your primary news source, KOJM, KPQX, and of course, HighlineToday.com. Have yourself a great Saturday afternoon and excellent rest of your weekend into that Cyber Monday. Reporting for New Media Broadcasters, I'm Dan Pizzini.